Welcome to New Sound Church's weekly podcast. We are a church located in Palm Beach County, Florida, and we are so glad that you're listening with us. For more information about New Sound Church, you can visit our website at www.newsound.church or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. It is an honor to be with you this morning, New Sound Church, and honestly, I'm excited about what is happening at New Sound Church as a whole, and and I want to just thank Pastor Dave and Pastor Caleb for their leadership in this season and the staff in this season. They're doing an incredible job of trying to take care of you as a church family, and I believe that the best days are ahead of New Sound because, listen, your previous days have been absolutely amazing. Do you realize what an amazing church you're a part of? I mean, you're one of the fastest growing churches in America. You've seen hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of people saved over the last two years, baptized in Jesus' name over the last two years. And I believe that God has still got an incredible plan for New Sound and that God wants to use your church to make an impact in Palm Beach County. And I believe that your best days are really ahead of you. And as uh, the interim pastor, I'm excited to help walk you through this season. And I want you to know my heart as a pastor is to take care of people. And uh, over the next little bit, I hope that I have the opportunity to meet you, even though we're in a season of social distancing, and that God would be able to move in your lives and be a part of your lives through uh, your groups that are happening online right now and through uh, the weekend services that are going to be available at times like this and through social media. I hope there are many, many opportunities to connect. And I believe that God is still going to do some incredible things. Now, a little bit about me. I have been pastoring a church called Coastal Community Church down in Parkland, Florida for the last 10 years. And God has done some incredible things in our church. But the most incredible thing that he's ever done in my life is he's given me my beautiful bride, Shayla. And uh, we, this year, will celebrate 20 years of marriage. It's an incredible thing. I don't know how in the world I I got so lucky that this woman would stick with me for 20 years, but it's been an amazing ride. And we believe that... We love doing ministry. We love doing life together. And when we heard about what was happening at New Sound, because of our heart for the local church and the heart for South Florida, we, we, we knew that this was a place that we thought we could come in alongside of you and the amazing staff that you have and help you walk through this season and, and heal in this season and become whole in this season because I believe that your best days truly are ahead of you. And so I'm excited to get to know you over the next little bit and also walk you through the realities of what's going on because the realities of what is going on right now in our world and in this church uh, are, are maybe not something we were ever ready for. We were never ready for uh, coronavirus. Like none of us put that on our schedule and said, hey, oh, for the next 30 days, I'm going to be sitting at home with my family, not going to work, having to homeschool my kids. Nobody put that in their plan. Nobody also put in their plan that that Pastor Josh would resign two weeks ago. But that doesn't mean that we don't have to face those realities. And in the midst of those realities, I believe that God is going to give us a choice of how we react and how we move forward and what we do in these moments. And I believe that our reaction in these moments, our choice in these moments is going to define our future. It's going to give us a path and a way to go forward. It's honestly, we're at a point where we're in a fork in the road, where we have a choice that we can go to the right or we can go to the left. 
And I believe that God has got a purpose and a plan still for New Sound Church, and I believe that he's going to fulfill that. In fact, this week as I was meeting with the staff, they talked about the fact that New Sound is a church that is all about helping people become spiritually, emotionally, and physically whole, living on purpose as individuals and as families. And they believe that, that if we can be that way, there is nothing that can't be accomplished through God living in our lives. And I believe that that is still true today. And so we've got a choice here today as we're facing so many obstacles, as we're facing so many emotions inside of each and every one of us, whether it be from the situation we find ourselves in as a church, whether it be from the situation we find ourselves in our job right now, maybe your job has put you on furlough, maybe you've lost your job in this season, maybe right now you're in some relational trouble with your spouse because you've been spending way too much time together, it was nice to actually go to a job and then come home but now you're spending 24-7 together and they're getting on your nerves a little bit? Hello. We have choices. And it's in these moments where we feel like, man, I'm the only one that's feeling this way. I'm the only one that's going through this because so many times when we're in moments where there is an emotional high, we feel like we're the only one that's there. And in a season where the world is encouraging us to be socially distant, there are still some very, very spiritual choices we can make that will connect us in a deeper level to God and to other people. And I believe that God wants to do that in each and every one of our lives right here today, this morning. And in fact, we're going to be looking at a passage of Scripture out of Philippians chapter 4. If you want to go ahead and turn in your Bible there as you're sitting in your couch or on your mobile device, if you want to open up version, whatever that may be, and follow along with us, we're going to be in Philippians chapter 4 as we talk about some choices that we make because we all have a choice in this season how we're going to deal with our feelings, how we're going to deal with our emotions, how we're going to deal with the hurt that we're experiencing because let's be honest, I know a lot of people are hurting right now. And that hurt that you're feeling right now is absolutely real. But I want you to know that God wants to meet you in the middle of that hurt. Like God is not afraid of that place that you're in right now. God's not afraid of that loneliness that you're feeling right now. And God wants to speak to you here today in this moment. Let me give you some context of what's happening in this passage of Scripture. In Philippians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul is currently in prison awaiting trial in Rome for some crimes of preaching the gospel. He is chained up. He is isolated like a lot of us. He's on house arrest, so to say, just like a lot of us are here today. And in the middle of that, he writes this passage of Scripture to some people to remind them of some choices they should make in these moments. And in Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 4, it says this. It says, celebrate God all day, every day. I mean, revel in him. And what the Apostle Paul is encouraging all of us to do in these moments of life is, number one, if you're taking notes today, he wants to encourage us to choose to worship over being worried. He wants us to choose to be worshipers over warriors. And I've lived with this mantra of my life, and it's this, 
Don't let what's wrong with you keep you from what's worshiping what's right with God. In other words, what is going on in your situation, in your life, in your circumstances, those might be exterior things, but there is still a God that is good. There is still a God that is loving. There is still a God that is passionate about you. There is a God that is madly in love with you that is going, hey, I've still got good things for you, even though you're experiencing some bad. And just because you're experiencing something bad right now doesn't mean I'm not going to turn that situation in an instant. And there is a choice we have in this moment, and it's to worship. And it's so easy, especially when we're isolated, to get fixated on the doom, to get fixated on the gloom, to get fixated on the worst-case scenario in those moments and allow ourselves to go down that path and to continue to worry and worry and worry and worry. And here's what I know. When worry is high in our life, our worship is very, very low. And God is saying to us today, man, we've got to choose to worship over our worry. And and listen, I, I know you can say, well, that's kind of weird. Is God like this egomaniac that he is just demanding our worship when we're going through bad moments and we're going through bad days. I mean, that is kind of an odd thing, but God isn't demanding that we worship him because he's an egomaniac. What God knows is that when we worship him, it changes our hearts. It changes our outlook. It changes our circumstances. It doesn't really do much for him, but it changes everything for you and I. Because what worry does is it makes my problems really, really big. And it makes my God really, really small. But what worship does as we begin to magnify and glorify him like we just did in this incredible worship set that your church put together is it all of a sudden it starts to elevate the greatness of our God. How good, how magnificent, how much of a game changer he is. And all of a sudden, those worries that were so large begin to dissipate in our lives. In fact, I would submit to you that worship is the antidote to worry. And in a day and an age where we need something that will combat the virus of worry in our life, we need an antidote, and it's worship. And if you think about it, what worry really is, is worry is worshiping your problem. And God has not called us to worship our problem. He's called us to worship him. And I know right now some of you are worried about the future of this church. I want you to know that God loves his church. In fact, he said the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. Listen, his church is going to move forward. You don't have to worry about that because God loves this church and he loves you more than any of us ever could. And he's going to make sure that you're loved and you're cared for. And in this moment, we don't need to continue to worry. We need to choose to worship God because God is good and God is great. And we have got to choose, like Paul said, to celebrate him at all times. And here's the irony of it. As you would think when you begin to worship God in these moments... That as you seek after him, as you run after him, that as you extend and expel all of this energy in worship, that it would drain you. But people that actually worship know that when they worship in their moments of weakness, it does not drain them. It actually energizes them. It actually gives them uh, what a runner would call a second wind in life. 
And some of us, we need to recognize that God is calling us no matter what our circumstances are, no matter what our situation is, no matter how we feel in that moment, to choose to worship him today. Why? Because worship changes the atmosphere, not only within us, but all around us. And some of us need an atmosphere change in the place where we find ourselves right now. He continues on in verse 5 and says this. He says, make it as clear as you can to all you meet that you're on their side. Working with them, not against them. Help them to see the master is about to arrive. He could show up at any minute. In fact, he says, not only do I want you to choose to worship over worry, but number two, if you're taking notes here today, I want you to choose people over yourself. I want you to choose people over yourself. And in, in a day and an age where we're watching people be extremely, extremely selfish in these moments, where you go to the grocery store and there's not a roll of toilet paper to be found or a napkin or uh, paper towels because people are taking them and cutting them up, using them as toilet paper. It's, it's a crazy world where we're going, man, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. I need to make sure I take care of myself. Well, the other day, Shayla and I happened to go to Publix and we, we were getting some groceries to actually bring to a family. And as we were in the checkout line, one of the clerks at Publix walked up to Shayla and said, somebody just returned this toilet paper. Would you be interested in taking it? We were like, heck yeah, we would take it because praise the Lord, we were out of toilet paper and we were ready for some toilet paper, but we couldn't find any. And so we put it on the conveyor belt and a woman walks up as we're standing there in Publix checking out and she sees the toilet paper and she goes, oh my gosh, where did you find toilet paper. I need some toilet paper. And my wife turns to her and goes, do you need it? Because if you need it, you can have it. I was like, babe, what are we going to wipe our butt with? You know, that, that's, I don't know. I don't, that's a good idea. But, but, but she automatically naturally chose people over self. The apostle Paul is empowering us and encouraging us to choose people over self. And so many times in situations like this, we expect the church to take care of people and to serve people and to be all about people. But let me give you a clue now, sound. You are the church. Do you realize that? You're the church. The church isn't a building. The church is not a facility. The church is not a service. The church is people. And it's you, and in this season, all of us can make the choice to choose other people over ourselves. What does that look like internally? It, it looks like this. It means choosing to get into a group online with some other people and staying connected with them. It, it means choosing to, to gather online and worship together as a corporate body in our own homes, isolated but yet together. What does it mean? It means looking around to those that are in need within your community and giving them a phone call if they come on your mind. Sending them a text if you think something good about them. If you're concerned about them, letting them know. It means reaching out and being people that are thinking about others over ourselves all the time. What does it mean externally for us? It means, man, if you see a need, meet it. In fact, in this time where social distancing is so high, you know what the one thing that has changed for everyone is everyone is outside taking walks for the very first time. Everyone for the very first time could actually get to know their neighbor's name. Wouldn't that be a miracle? 
in South Florida that you can look over while staying six feet away because I know you've had every conversation you've ever wanted to have with every single person in your house. So you can walk outside and see your neighbor across the street and go, hey, what's your name? And you could actually start up a conversation and get to know somebody else and find out that maybe there's some needs that they have. They need some butter. You set it down on the ground. You step away. You let them walk over and get it. Practicing social distancing in that moment. But choosing people over yourself. You know what? Right now, one of the greatest things we could do as Christ followers is we could share the hope of Jesus with other people. In fact, I just read a statistic that said the people that are looking for hope right now has never been higher in the last 50 years, which means church in the middle of hurt and brokenness and feelings, there is opportunity. But it starts with us choosing people over ourselves. And the one thing that I know about New Sound is New Sound has always been about people. It's been about loving God and loving people. It's been about making a difference in Palm Beach County and choosing people, making Jesus's name magnified and glorified. And here's what I know. Choosing people is not going to change New Sound Church. Choosing people is still going to be the number one priority. Choosing people and reaching people is going to still be the top of the list of what we do. Why? Because we want people to experience the life-giving relationship that only Jesus can bring. He goes on to say in verses 6 and 7, he says, Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Number three, what he's encouraging us to do is to choose prayer over panic. To choose prayer over panic in our lives. And I, I just think about it. If we prayed as much as we worried, we'd have a whole lot less to worry about, wouldn't we? If we took a moment and said, hey, instead of panicking in this moment, what if I took this thing that I'm dealing with and I began to go to God? What God is asking us to do is he's asking us to bring those things and allow our prayers to be shaped by him. And in other words, he wants to go in and he wants to start to change some things and he wants to start to move our attitude in life. In fact, he's trying to get us to this place of an attitude of gratitude where we're going to him and we're realizing, man, how great is our God and how good is our God. And so what happens is, is, is in a moment where it seems so inappropriate to go and be thankful to God, where it seems like we should be crying out to God in a selfish way. He's going, no, 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 I want you to go and I want you to find the good things about me in this moment. And instead of panicking about the bad, I want you to pray and find the good. And when you do that, all of a sudden, something starts to change within you because your gratitude in that moment alters their perception of that situation. That's why in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, it says, give thanks in all circumstances. It doesn't say some of the circumstances or only when the circumstances go your way or when everything is rainbows and butterflies in your life. It says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for your life. Some of you are like, God, what do you, what do you want me to do in life? You know what God wants you to do in every moment of life? He wants you to give thanks in all circumstances. 
He wants you to seek him in that moment. Instead of uh, getting to this place where you're panicking, he wants you to begin to pray to him and give those things to him and allow him to take that. And see, what happens here is God has a promise that goes along with this. When we begin to seek him out and go and pray to him, in verse 7 in the NIV version, it says, in the peace of God, which is what we're all looking for right now. I don't care what your circumstances are. I don't care what your situation is. I don't care how you're feeling right now. What you need in your life more than anything, and what I need in my life more than anything, is God's peace. And that peace, it transcends all understanding. In other words, it won't make any sense. You look around at chaos happening all around you. He says, man, there will be this peace that will surpass all of your understanding. And it says it will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That word guard in there literally means to prevent a hostile takeover. See, what I know, what panic does in our life, what fear does in our life, what anxiety does in our life, what depression does in our life, is it's trying to have a hostile takeover of our life. It's trying to take over the parts of us that God intended for him to be in control and to rule and to reign and to be at the center of in our life. And, and God is, is God, and God is, what he's wanting to do is he's, he's wanting to be first in our lives. He's wanting to protect our hearts. He's wanting to protect our minds. He's wanting to do what only he can do in Christ Jesus and so when we go throughout our day, when we put him first and we go to him, his peace will guard us in these moments. And more than anything, what we need right now is we need God to guard our hearts. We need God to guard our minds so that we don't go to the worst case scenario. We don't go to panic, but we go to him. And then Paul continues on in verse 8 and 9 and says this. He says, summing it all up, friends, I'd say, You'll do your best by filling your minds and meditating on things that are true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. He says, put into practice what you have learned from me, what you have heard and saw and realized. Do that, and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. And what the Apostle Paul was encouraging us to do in this season, New Sound, is he's encouraging us to choose hope over despair. Again, choose. We have a choice in what we're going to do. And how do we begin to choose hope? Choosing hope begins by what you're putting into your life right now. Choosing hope begins with what you're consuming in life and what you're taking in because what you put in is going to come out. That's why he says, man, choose beautiful things, not ugly things. Choose the best and not the worst. Choose things to praise and not to curse. He says, fill your minds with true and noble and reputable and authentic and compelling. And so many times we get frustrated because we don't have hope because we've been filling our minds with the latest Facebook post, the latest news story, the latest worst case scenario. And what ends up happening is we end up living a life where we're in despair 
instead of a life that is full of hope. And so what we have to do is we have to begin to fill our lives with that. And then he says, not only do we have to fill our lives with it, then we have to put those things into practice in our life. In other words, we have to practice to choose hope. We've got to practice seeing the glass as half full rather than half empty. We've got to see, choose to see the opportunity rather than the negativity in those moments. And what I've found so many times in life, even in my own life, is that I have all the scripture I've ever needed. I have all the podcasts that I could ever consume in life. And, and if I take all that information, but I never have any application to it, there is no transformation in my life. And choosing hope is grabbing hold of something and not just grabbing hold of it, but going, man, I'm gonna walk in this and I'm gonna talk in this and I'm gonna live this thing out. And I've learned that you can, what you choose, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. And I wanna encourage you, New Sound, to choose hope. Choose that God is good and that God is faithful and that God has got a plan and that God loves you and that God has got some amazing things because he says in verse nine, do that. And God, not you, not the government, not church leadership, not the haters, not the rah-rahers, God makes everything work together. Who makes everything work together. Do you know that God is in the middle of whatever you're going through right now? And he says he will work you. So you go, why has God put me through this right now? Because God is trying to work in you. He's trying to change some things inside of you. trying to work you into his most excellent harmonies. And here's what I know, New Sound Church, and that God is trying to work you as a church into his most excellent harmonies. My mom is an incredible, incredible chef. In fact, she was a caterer and and she owned restaurants and bars growing up. And growing up after she got out of that business and we had some other businesses, anytime people would come over, my mom would put together the most incredible meals. And uh, my mom was one of those people that when you came to eat at her house, she was the one that never sat down. She was in the kitchen making things, bringing things out, putting them on their plate. And she made food look like art. It was, it was absolutely incredible. She could take like dog food and make you think it was like filet mignon. It was, it was unbelievable and what she could do with anything. And, and we would eat these incredible meals and the meals would just, there'd be more food than we could ever consume. And you'd get done, and before you could get up and take your plate, she would make you sit there, and she would come around, and she would pick up the plates. And as she was clearing the table and asking people, do they want coffee or anything else, as she would come around, I'll never forget, as she was coming around to pick up those plates and clearing the table, she would tell me one thing that would make my heart just kind of leap. She would tell me this. She would say, hey, T, Keep your fork. In the moment my mom 
would tell me to keep my fork, I knew what she was saying. She was saying, as good as everything has been, and let's be honest, New Salem Church, God has been so good to your church. God has done incredible things. God has created a lot of life change. I mean, it's been an incredible meal so far. But when she would say, keep your fork, what I knew that meant is that something better, something sweeter, something greater was about to come out of that kitchen. And boy, I better keep my fork. And here's what I would encourage you, New Sound Church, if you're watching there today and you're like, man, I don't really know what's going on. I would say, keep your fork for a moment. Because I believe that God is going to build something great off what he's already begun. And as good as the meal has already been, I believe that the best is yet to come for your church. And so I want to encourage you today, don't, don't throw in the towel and choose despair. I want you to choose hope. And I want you to trust that God has got something better, that God has got something sweeter, that God is not finished, that God has still got a purpose, that God has still got a plan, and that God is going to use your church to do some incredible things. And in your situation right now, wherever you're at, and you feel like throwing in the towel on that marriage, or you feel like, man, God, I don't know what you're gonna do with my financial situation. God is going, hey, grab hold of my fork of hope right now, because I've got something still. I'm working it together for some most excellent harmonies. Don't give up, don't throw in, keep hope in this moment. Choose today. You guys bow your heads in prayer. God, we thank you that you're a God that meets us right where we are, that you're a God that takes us right in the most difficult of moments, that you weren't scared of those moments. In fact, that's the moment that you sent your son into the world, into the most broken situation. And some of us right now, we feel broken. We feel hurting. And here's what I know is that your presence is right there. It's right there in that living room. It's right there on that laptop. It's right there on that device. And God would say to you today, choose me. Choose to worship in this moment rather than worry. Choose other people over yourself. Choose prayer over panic, but choose hope over despair. And maybe some of you are out there and you've never made the ultimate choice in life. And that is the choice to begin a relationship with a God that loves you so much that he'll meet you right where you are in the middle of your mess. He doesn't say, put your life all together and then I'll come and meet you. He says, man, I want to come in the middle of your mess and help you put it all together. And maybe you need to experience that kind of God. It begins with a choice. It begins with a choice to give your life to him because he gave his life for yours. If you go, man... Pastor TJ, I, I, I need to make that choice. It begins with a simple prayer that you can repeat in your heart as I repeat it out loud. It goes like this, God, I surrender to you. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on a cross for my sins, for my shame, for my pain, for my hurts, for my despair. And go to the depths of hell and defeat death in the grave and rise again three days later so I could experience life and have it more abundantly. Today, I choose you. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me. Fill me with that joy and that peace. Protect my heart and my mind like that scripture said. 
move in my life. I ask you to be my Lord and Savior here today. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. If you just made that decision today at New Sound, I, I want to tell you, you just made the most amazing decision you could ever make. In fact, on, on that device in the chats there, there's some places where you can click to go to some prayer. And then on the website, there's a button there for prayer. Or if you just accepted Jesus, we would love to know about that and give you some resources and some things to help you on that journey of faith that you're beginning there today. I believe that God has got his best days ahead of us, New Sound Church. I can't wait to see See you next week. It's going to be a great ride. Thank you so much for listening to New Sound Church's weekly podcast. If your life has been impacted by today's message, we would love for you to share your story with us by emailing story at newsound.church. Join us again next week for another inspirational message from New Sound Church.